Our first ever podcast focused solely on the marketing tools of white papers. We've covered a lot of topics since that first episode, so now is maybe the perfect time to take a look at another marketing tool. Case studies have been a part of life for many people in a way. Schools often set homework that requests their students present their research into a given subject as a case study. It doesn't matter what the subject is, a case study can be about anything. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps that's what makes them such a good tool for the content marketer. I'm Charles Commons and you're listening to Tech Demand Weekly. So without a good lead, it doesn't matter how good your case study, how wonderful your results, you're not going to reap the benefits because no one's going to bother to read the entire thing. They, they have a problem and they're looking to find a solution. So when, when people are searching for a new technology, primarily looking for ways to solve the problem. So ideal case study candidate is someone who's really happy, someone who's seen a real business value in the product or service you offered. And it's also good to find someone with an interesting story to tell. Clement Lim is a former journalist and lawyer from the United Kingdom. In 2013, Clement decided to switch careers and became a freelance copywriter and content marketer. Clement has worked with CEOs and marketing executives and has a proven track record of producing outstanding content that increases brand awareness, starts conversations and generates leads. With Clement's background in copywriting, he was the perfect person to speak to regarding case studies and how to write an effective one. To begin our conversation, I asked Clement how a case study fits into the overall content marketing strategy of a business. Case studies are an opportunity to tell the story of a customer who succeeded in solving a problem by working with you. And case studies can take many forms. It can be a blog post, ebook. Um, a podcast or even an infographic. So the value of a case study is that they show people who are considering your product that other people just like them who are facing the same problem have successfully used your product to solve the problem. And case studies are proven to be very effective. There was a, a survey by the B2B technology marketing community in uh, 2006, so 2016. Um, that was uh, on LinkedIn, and uh, 55 people, 55% of the respondents found that case studies were the most effective content type. So the value of case studies is that um, they provide credibility. Um, buyers need to see documented customer successes. They want to hear from others who've employed um, the, the the product or solution. Your your you're, you're selling and so a case study will provide credibility in the eyes of potential buyers it gives them peace of mind yeah um so case studies to me they've been a tool to provide evidence for the successes of a product and um, how have they changed in recent years in order to appeal more to the prospect and stand out in the crowd the traditional way of writing a case study is to um is to have maybe three, three or four sections. The first section would be company. You talk about you know, the, the company the case study is about. And then secondly, you'd have the challenge. What's the challenge that they were facing? And then the, the final section would be the solution and the results. So this is very, very clear. And readers know what's coming in each section. But the problem with this is that it's not very engaging. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit dry. And for people who read lots of case studies, 
it's it's too formulaic. And another thing is that it doesn't it doesn't help people who want to skim uh, the case studies because some some prospective buyers are looking through many case studies and they are not reading every word; they're skimming through the highlights. And um, with this kind of approach, it's, it's difficult to to get the detail unless you actually read read it word for word. So a more more forward looking um, approach would be a feature story format. So you would write the case study pretty much like a, a, an article you'd see in a magazine. Feature story format is, is more effective because it's designed to, to capture the attention of your audience. Um, as, as you're aware, it's very, it's very hard to get people's attention these days. There's, people have so much choice. They have got information overload and they're constantly being interrupted by their phone, text message, you know, um, social media sites. So feature study, feature story format uses a journalistic technique, such as a strong lead sentence to, to, to um, capture people's attention. It has descriptive subheads. So as I said before, if someone is skimming uh, the article, they can just gather the gist of what is being said just from the subheads, because the subhead will, will uh, give the important points of the story. Um, so in this format is also good if you want to uh, market your case study to, to publications because it's already written in a journalistic style, so it's more likely to appeal to them. Yeah, we, I, I've spoken to um, both Joe Lazowskis and Elise Dobson on this podcast before exactly about that um, uh, that that tool of storytelling and how important it is. And, and both of them actually said exactly the same as you, which is that putting in a, a, a making it a story will actually be the thing that sets you apart from everybody else. Um, so you can definitely include that in your case studies as well from what you've been saying, which is great. Yeah, I mean, it, it does require a more skilled writing approach. So you'd want someone who's got maybe a background in, um, in journalism or a background in marketing communications. You have to know how to present information as a narrative. So it does require more skill, but the results are going to be better. So is it all about those results and the outcome, or should you provide more detail on the conflict and, and why you got involved in the first place? Well, the buyers start by having a problem. They, they have a problem or a conflict, as you say, and they're looking to find a solution. So when, when people are searching for a new technology, they are primarily looking for uh, ways to solve the problem that they're experiencing. So they want, um, they're looking for information that's targeted to their problem and also to, to their industry. Um, and they're looking for um, information that shows that the problem can be solved with in terms of real world successes and um, and similar companies. So prospective buyers have lots of questions. They want to know, you know how, how the product or service will be delivered, how it's going to be implemented, um, how your product or service differs from others. Is it going to generate time savings? Um, what kind of support is offered and what kind of results are, are generated? So it's very important to start with the problem first and it's the most effective way of presenting the problem is to understand your audience and to present a problem in a way that's going to mirror the situation of your target audience. For example, if you're a growing manufacturing company who wants to reduce production time, we want to hear a story 
about a similar manufacturing company also seeking to reduce uh, production time and a small business looking to increase um, its its um, search engine results would be looking for a story about a small business who's managed to generate more website traffic um, using using SEO. The thing is, um, in the past, people uh, conducted business mostly face to face. They, they they visit an office and they speak to a representative. They ask questions. They build rapport. They can see pictures of his you know wife and children on his desk, and they, they build trust with him, and they feel confident that they are can proceed to do business with him. But these days we, we have less of face-to-face -face interaction. Everything's online. So case studies are a way to, to, to bridge that gap, a way of providing, um, providing the trust and credibility that a buyer needs to proceed. And the, the, the most effective way is not to tell him that your product is good, but to show him that someone in a similar situation as him has, 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 has experienced the same problems as him and has used your solution to to solve these problems. Okay, so so it is like going back to the, that that old day where you would actually go and, and have a face to face, um, where you would actually sort of go look at all these certificates on my wall, kind of thing of of all the sales or all the patents that I've got and how this works. Um, but you're doing that in a inside a case study instead these days. Um, because of the the fat, more fast paced environment that we now work in, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, how do you select the right customer for your case study then, and and how do you then motivate them to be involved? Hopefully, you you have a way of generating you know leads. You have you know, you're getting leads from maybe your customer support or your salespeople saying, "Oh, this customer is really happy." So, so you have a, a list of potential customers that that may. Um, qualify for a case study, but you need to you need to filter them. You need to look at, for example, what what business objectives was the customer trying to address? Um, how effectively did the customer meet these objectives? What are the main benefits the customer has seen? Um, are there any measurable results to tie into the um, your product or service? Any any good anecdotes? Um, how satisfied was the customer with the product or service? And how satisfied was the customer with you? Um, would the customer recommend the product or service to another colleague? And most, just also, it's very important to to know if the customer is willing to participate in a in a public case study. Because some people are not. Um, you there may be issues with clearance, so you need to check um, if that's going to be possible. So ideal um, case study is someone who's really happy, someone who's seen a real business value in, in, uh, in the product or service you offered. And it's also good to find someone with an interesting story to tell. Um, for example, if you can tie in the, 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 the case study with a, a hot topic in the media, that, that can be very, very helpful. Maybe, um, maybe let's say um, there was a, a natural disaster. For example, there was a hurricane recently in, in America and let's say a, a software company used its um, technology to, to, to aid in relief efforts, help reunite families. So if you can read that into a case study, that would be very compelling. Finding Rover helps protect your best friend. Uh-oh, accidents happen to the best of us. 
Finding Rover's got your back. Post your dog is lost. Friends and neighbors will be notified. And if anyone sees your dog, all they have to do is snap a photo, and our facial recognition technology will do a search. Call or send a message to the owner, and soon your dog will be back home. Together, we can bring every lost dog home. Go to the iTunes store to download the app for free. So, I mean, when it comes, you, you mentioned before there about um, there may be restrictions and, and reasons why um, customers might not be um, wanting to um, be involved with your case study. Are there any sort of ways of uh, that you can actually get around those uh, those restrictions or, or just to sort of turn around the, uh, the customer's opinion um, and get them involved? Are there any tips that you might have for that? Yes, it's, it's important to realise that Yes, you are going to get no's sometimes. And it's, it's often the bigger companies that uh, are, are more reticent. They have large legal teams, they have uh, public shareholders, and they have many restrictions on how, how to use their name, um, how their name can be used publicly. And then there's concern about liability issues, security issues. Some people are concerned about tipping off the competitors. In fact, some companies might see that... Um, their use of your product is giving them an advantage over their competitors and so they don't want to talk about it. So you need to provide uh, incentives to overcome these obstacles. Um, well, firstly, um, an individual who's used your product at, at the customer company, they, they have made a decision to use your product. And if your product has helped their company, it, they'll want to talk about it. They want um, people to know that their decision um, reaped benefits for their company and justify the decision. So they'll be quite motivated to, to, to feature themselves in a case study and show what benefits they brought to their organization by using your product. Um, in, in, individuals want to be recognized for bringing best practice solutions. Again, um, it's about providing recognition to an individual and the company itself, if it's, um, if it's doing very well, um, it, we would be happy in most cases to to have the publicity um, generated by by having a story showing how how well it succeeded um, with the aid of your product and how it's um you know how it's doing well in its industry. I think that's quite a good point, really. Is that you know it might be you might be doing a case study to promote your business, but in 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 turn by using your your clients' uh, stories and and your clients' uh, experiences of using your product, you're actually in turn helping to market them as well um, within your case study by using them. I suppose that's that's probably the the biggest motivator for your customers to actually be involved with your case study in the first place i would imagine yes you can even go so far as to propose co-marketing campaigns um you can even you can even nominate if, if, if the if the company has done, done particularly well in their industry you could you could nominate them for industry awards and and you could you could forge an involving relationship with them you can you can offer them you, know, you can offer them vip access to to you know future products and services you could offer them access to your to your top executives, so it's it's obviously it's, it's something that should be mutually beneficial to both parties. But a case study can be a way of forging a, a relationship, a long term relationship that's going to benefit you not 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 just in the short term, but benefit both of you in in the long term going forward. 
After the break, we'll take a look at the writing style and main components that should be included in a case study. We'll see you in a minute. Tech Demand is a B2B platform who specialize in connecting organizations with their customers. Tech Demand create unique and engaging specialist content which is evergreen for generating campaign success. Visit the website tech-demand.com to discover how Tech Demand can help you. Welcome back to Tech Demand Weekly. This week, Clement Lim joins me to discuss how to write an effective case study. We've already looked at where they fit into a content marketing strategy, so let's take a look at the sort of writing style required to help present the case study and make it stand out from the crowd. Yeah, well, you need, you need a writer who's got, firstly, strong interviewing skills, because you need to get the, elicit the right information from the, from the customer, and also, obviously, the ability to construct an engaging story. You don't want a, a document which is too stiff or technical. It's not going to be effective. So a good case study um, will resemble a, you know, a feature article in a magazine, um, depending on, on journalism, oh, sorry, on story, storytelling skills. Um, it has a strong lead, engaging headline, um, descriptive subheads, and it uses uh, customer quotes effectively. And most importantly, it tells a story that flows uh, seamlessly from, from start to finish. So you're looking for writers with um, you know, PR experience or journalism experience. That, that kind of background will be very helpful um, for, for case studies. So, so you start the start of the case study with the lead. That's very important. That's the first sentence or paragraph that captures the reader's attention and, and gets them to read it, engages them, gets them to invest in, in you know, the 10 minutes, 15 minutes it takes to, to read the story. So without a good lead, it doesn't matter how good your case study, how wonderful your results, you're not gonna, you're not going to reap the benefits because no one's going to bother to read the entire thing. So you want to start with them, um, with with a lead that introduces the challenge the business was facing, in in human terms. Um, so you can have you know people getting frustrated, people getting um, uh, I don't know tension building in the company, um, people. People their suppliers are disappointed, so there's there's a kind of human drama going on. There's a challenge that's um, that 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 the company is facing, and they, they need to they need to overcome it. And the audience wants to know how did they overcome it, what what procedures did they did they implement, and um, they want to read the rest of the case study to find out. Would you actually maybe? Um advise people to go out and, and hire someone specifically to do this rather than um, just taking it on board themselves or or finding someone within their business that, that is already working on, on say, their content marketing strategy um, and getting them to do it. I appreciate that, um, you know, it might be a really good experience for someone to go and do, uh, do a case study that when they've not done one before, but is it that important that you think that actually going and hiring a professional would be the best way forward for for doing something like this? Well, you want someone who can write in a journalistic style. I mean, maybe in the company, you would have someone who can, for example, you know, write 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 an article that could be published in the you know in the Times newspaper. If you if you have someone like that, that's that's fine. But in many cases, you won't. You'd have people who are very knowledgeable. About the business and and um, and the products and services, but they don't have storytelling skills because it's not required in their job. So, so by hiring an, an outside writer, someone who's skilled in telling stories, um, 
that that may be a better fit. Now, obviously, that writer is not going to know um, about about your business or your product or services. But if he's a good writer, like any good journalist, they will do their research, and you can provide them with the, the information they need to 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 tell the story. And also, an outside perspective can be helpful because uh, if you are writing the story internally, you only perhaps have an internal view of what is important. Um, what were the important facts to mention, and in terms of what, yeah, and and the and the way you structure the story, whereas someone who's looking from the outside can have a a different perspective, which may be closer to the perspective of a, a potential customer who doesn't know much about your company. I think that's actually a really really good point because you you can probably get bogged down so much in 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 your own work and your own business you you know what what you want to uh, be promoting and how it should be promoted but then sometimes actually because you're so involved and you're 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 so full on with it that actually it would be best for you to take a step back and let somebody that 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 isn't as involved as you um, come in and and just take the facts from you, and then go out and actually create that piece of content for you. Um, as you say, it might make it actually more emotive for the for for the case studies audience for for the lead that you're actually wanting to capture through it. Um, so yeah, I think I think that actually makes a lot of sense in in going out and, and and hiring an outsider to come in and and write your content for you in this instance. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a journalist, that's their job. If if they're writing a story about a winery, they might not know much about wines, but they will do their research and they will write the story. You're not going to say that, you know, for for a journalist to write a story about winery, they need to have be working in the in the winery for ten years. That is their job to find out what the story is and to do their research and and then uh, present the facts to the audience in an engaging way. So what are the three main components that you should include in a case study and, and what's the best way to present them? Well, the best way to present a case study is to follow um, the classic uh, three-act story structure that was first um, set out by the philosopher Aristotle and has been used everywhere in any kind of narrative, for example, in, in Star Wars. I love you. I know. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Hamlet. To be or not to be, that is the question. So you have three stages. You have the first stage of the introduction, introduce the, the characters and the setting. And then you have the challenge, the, cha- the characters encounter some kind of challenge. And then finally the, the resolution, the, the characters triumphantly solve the problem and everything is good with the world. Now the character is obviously not you. It's not the company. It is the it is the the customer. To make that the, the company's job is to help the customer, um, help the hero, the protagonist, overcome their difficulty. Um, one thing is very important is to, is to have a, a character development. So so for a reader to engage with the story, he needs to understand the characters, which is the obviously the the, the company in, in a human way understand what they're struggling with, what, what they were feeling, um, what is, why it's so important for them to find a better solution. So you can introduce the, 
the company in terms of their goals and their dreams, their setbacks, their ups and, ups and downs, make or break points. And understanding the individuals places the story in, in context. So, for example, you have a business, let's say you're, the, the, the company you're talking about has grown to three locations. Okay, it's going to three locations. That's good, but it's not, it's not that engaging in itself. But if you say that this, this business was started by a, a, a poor couple from, from a council estate with, you know, with, with just the money in their pockets, and that becomes a lot more engaging. It's a lot more human interest in the story, and it makes it um, much more um, attractive to, to readers. So uh, once you've actually got all that information, you've got your case study put together, um, whether that be externally or internally, um, what, what's the next step? What should you do with your case study once you've published it? Okay, well, there's many ways you can use it. Firstly, obviously, you should have it on, on your website because that's, that's the first place a potential buyer will encounter you. Um, uh, people are searching for things on the you know, on typing keywords into the search engine and they come up with a load of businesses. One of them is yours. How can you differentiate your business and establish trust quickly? So best way is to have a case study. So if you have a really good case study, you can feature it on your homepage. So as soon as they hit your website, they can see a link to a really good case study there. Um, you should also have it on, on your navigation bar for people who are you know, actively searching for case studies. And you should also have links to your case studies on solution and product information pages. So for each, you may offer many solutions, many products. For, so for each product, you want to link to a specific case study showing a specific customer using that particular product and how and showing how it helped them solve their problem. Whatever you do, don't just uh, stick your case studies in, in an in a, in a isolated corner of your website called like resources you know, where no one's got to see it. You have to push your case studies front and center because they are often the most compelling uh, and the most helpful form of content that your readership um, can encounter. And there's also issue of um, whether you um, should gate your case studies or provide free access. So with, with gated content, you would say, you know, if you want to read the case study, you have to give your details. So gated case gated content it gives you a small audience but a higher conversion rate but the um but just just having content for free gives you a much wider audience but obviously the conversion rate will be lower uh, conversion rate is lower because of the fact that more people are reading it but out of that total that larger total less people are actually um you know converting and buying your product so take it is that what what you mean by that yes but but having that's exactly what I mean. But having said that, you may still get better results from, from free access because if you have a much, much larger audience, even though the conversion rate is smaller, you may convert more people than, than gating your content. The, the thing with them um, having free access, it also helps in other ways. For example, it would help with your search engine optimization. So instead of having your case study as a download, you feature it on your website. So you should use words that... Um, that match key phrases that people are searching for. So, so if if um, if somebody's typing in key, uh, key phrases um, into into a search engine, um, Google will see that your website has got those key phrases. Sorry, your case study has got those key phrases, and the, the case study will pop up. So that can be very powerful. And also, case studies can be used to generate links as well. For example, um, 
you know, if, if a customer is featured in your case study, you, could, you can invite them to link back to your website. You could get trade in other membership organizations to link uh, back to your website. So it's very good for, for SEO. And that's another reason why you shouldn't gate it. Well, I, I was going to say, actually, that it, it sounds like actually the most obvious thing to do is to make sure it is freely available um, without having to, uh, like you say, put any of your information in for you to access it or put it behind a, a proverbial paywall, so to speak. Um, but there must be a reason why people do that. There must be some positives to, to putting a gate up um, before you allow access to the case studies. Uh, I mean, can, are there any examples of, of, of good reasons for doing it? Well, it's because they want to grab the, the information from the, uh, from the audience. They want to you know, get, get, the, uh, get the email so that they can put them into their email, email marketing funnel and, and, and get the salesman to contact them in, in due course. I mean, maybe an option would be to have lots of free content, but have certain certain content which is gated, so some specific content. Maybe it may be a case study or it could be a webinar. So you have the free content to build up an audience. And then for people who are really interested and are willing to do the next step, maybe you could have a good content. So you could use those to, to generate a, you know, a list of emails that you can follow up. Yeah, so you're you're then sort of actually you are you are gaining leads, but you're sort of uh, I, I suppose you're you're you are putting them in a funnel straight away from that point. So if in your case study you're actually then linking to a webinar or a podcast or something that is gated, and you're therefore kind of putting somebody into a funnel from that point. So someone might just go and uh, and become a lead from your. Um, from your case study straight away without going any extra steps they may well just literally just buy into your product from there but then you can maybe actually grab more people through the the links to the 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 separate webinars and also you can grab their information as well at the same time yeah that's a very good point so so as you say case studies can be used to you can include a call to action at the bottom of your case study to to get them to to contact your company or to sign up to your the newsletter or to attend a webinar and, and from there you can uh, you can uh, grab the information and put them in your marketing funnel brilliant so so finally then clement um a case studies still a valuable tool for content marketers and do you think they still will be in the future well people um crave stories storytelling is is lies at the heart of the human experience stretching back to when we were you know gnawing dinosaur bones at the campfire um, it's as ancient as uh, you know as language itself. We have stories in in films, in TV series, books, video games. People need stories, and case studies um, fills the need for for buyers to understand the experiences of other buyers through stories, in a way which is engaging to them. Um, and also, people want to hear the opinions of others. If you're like me, if you're you know looking for a I don't know, a new pair of headphones or something, you're going to go on Amazon, you're going to check out what, what other people are saying about it, you maybe you're going to ask your friends. So people want to know what other people have think of, of a product or service before they go ahead. So case studies uh, fulfill, fulfill those needs. People rather hear from other people than from the vendor company for, for obvious reasons. And also case studies provide, provide I think, what um, Robert... Chiardini, the, the marketing guru, author of Influence, um, he, he calls it social proof. People um, identify with the actions of people like them. So 
if, if people see others in their industry, others with the same um, kind of professional profiles as them, making certain decisions, making certain purchasing choices, they are going to obviously be influenced um, by that, especially if those other people have achieved success with their choices. And lastly, um, stories are sticky. There's, there's a great book called Made to Stick by the Heath brothers. So they talk about sticky ideas. These are ideas that leave an impression on audiences, helping them to remember and understand. So stories work because they stimulate the uh, imagination. They, they inspire people because they see um, other people succeeding and they, 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 want, to, they want to act and, and achieve the same success for themselves. They, they bring abstract con concepts to life, even, even dry concepts like um, you know, te technology um, and, and you know, engineering. And they provide credibility because of the detail they, um, they give the reader and they engage people emotionally. My thanks to Clement Lim. That book Clement just mentioned, it's called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. It's well worth a read, and even though it was originally published in 2008, it is perhaps more relevant now than ever. Amazon actually uses the line, why does fake news stick while the truth goes missing, to describe its concept. So maybe Donald Trump didn't come up with that phrase all by himself, eh? If you'd like to find out more about Clement, you can find him online at limwriter.com. That's L-I-M writer.com. Next week on Tech to Man Weekly, thanks for listening. I'm Charles Commons, and I'll see you next time.